Welcome to Rooted and Established, presented by Cultivate. I'm your host, Maisie Robinson. We believe when you live rooted and established in the truth that you are loved, you cultivate joy in the everyday, courage to face your insecurities, and freedom to live the life you were created to live. I am so glad you're here, and I can't wait to learn and grow with you as we discuss all things related to emotional, relational, and spiritual health. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, friends. Welcome back. I hope you are doing well. We, right now, are smack dab in the middle of the Christmas season, and I hope in the midst of all the hustle and bustle, you are having a good one so far. Like so many of you, I have been doing an Advent devotional, and this year I decided to do Kate Bowler's Advent devotional. If you are not familiar with Kate Bowler, I highly recommend you give yourself the gift of um, becoming familiar with her. She is just um, a wonderful, wonderful author, um, speaker. She has a great podcast called Everything Happens. She's written a few books that are just balms for the soul. Um, I highly recommend you check her out. But she had this to say about Advent and Christmas. Advent is a season marked by expectancy and preparation, and you might be surprised to learn is the beginning of the Christian calendar. In the church, the year does not begin with New Year, New Me, but with the hopeful anticipation of the birth of a little baby who will come to make all things new. Christmas is an entirely separate season that begins on December 25th and lasts until January 6th, Epiphany. The 12 days of Christmas are set aside for a new kind of gentle joy in the arrival of the infant king. Advent and Christmas are as different as different could be. One is all eager anticipation and the other joyful fulfillment. Now, in modern times, we certainly mix and combine all of that. Christmas has become a multi-week season that is both anticipation and fulfillment, and more and more, immediate fulfillment. Hello and thank you, Amazon. And sometimes, depending on the year, you may feel a lift in your heart during this season. Everything seems more lovely and sparkly around you, because it is. Your soul and calendar are fully filled with the time you are spending with those you love. There are things to look forward to, and once they get here, they are just as fun and special as you had hoped. You are full of the Advent and Christmas spirit of anticipation and joyful fulfillment. But sometimes there are years, and maybe this is one of them for you, where it is harder to access the excited anticipation, let alone sense of fulfillment. You might love the Christmas season, but maybe you've had a year where you're just not feeling all merry and bright and holly and jolly. When we are experiencing one of those Christmases where we just can't quite seem to get in the Christmas spirit, it can feel like, huh, well, Christmas is meant, isn't meant for me, or rather, I'm just not feeling very Christmassy this year. The other day, I was thinking about this idea that Advent is the season of anticipation, anticipation 
And I started thinking about what you have to have in order to anticipate the arrival of something. Well, you have to have hope, right? When you are anticipating the arrival of something, you have to have hope that it will appear. You are hopeful for the thing you are anticipating. But even before you have hope, you also have to have something else. You have to have an absence. If you are anticipating the arrival of something, then that means you are currently experiencing the void, the absence of that thing. That thing is not there in your life, thus you hopefully anticipate its arrival and presence. So if we are anticipating the arrival of the Messiah to make all things new, if we are anticipating the arrival of Emmanuel, God with us, if we are anticipating the arrival of Jesus, the light of the world, if we are anticipating the dawning of the bright light of the announcement of good tidings for all people, then that means what we are hoping for we are not quite yet experiencing or experiencing in the way we would like. We are anticipating and hoping for more communion and intimacy with God where we feel Him near us. We are anticipating and hoping to stand in the light of a new day of redemption, of rebirth, of second chances, of reconciliation. And then it hit me. This time of year isn't meant for the merry and jolly. These days leading up to Christmas are not for those of us bedazzled by sparkle and glitter and shimmering like a disco ball. Christmas exists for those of us who feel surrounded by darkness. Christmas exists for those of us who feel surrounded by darkness and are looking for the light of hope and the deliver and the freedom of deliverance throughout the old testament we read of periods of exile and darkness for israel they were enslaved in egypt for uh, 400 years spent 40 years in the wilderness spent 70 years in exile in babylon the israelites were very familiar with difficulty and loss And at the time of Jesus' birth, they were not in physical exile, but they were in political exile as they were living under harsh Roman rule. Herod, who ruled directly over them, was notoriously and outlandishly cruel and violent. Some scholars have compared that period um, to perhaps living in 1930 Stalinist Russia or perhaps um, what it would be like to to live in modern-day North Korea. Their numbers had been decimated by killings and executions, and Jerusalem was tattered and worn by fighting over the years. They were not allowed to gather publicly. They were frequently spied on and reported for any behavior that seemed subversive. It had been hundreds of years, centuries, since the Israelites had been truly free. They were beaten down, tired, and searching for hope. They were severely oppressed and waiting for God to send the Messiah who they had been told would set them free 
and restore them. They were truly in darkness, waiting for light. And at the end of their waiting season, at the end of their dark advent, Christmas came. Jesus came in the form of a baby in a manger for all the people. Jesus came to be the light in their darkness. Christmas isn't for those who are already in the light, who have already gotten the healing and recovery, who have already gotten the reconciliation and restoration. Christmas is for those who are in the darkness, hoping for and believing in the promise of the light of the world. Christmas exists because we experience darkness, not because all is merry and bright. Christmas exists because there is grief and loss, because there are unmet expectations and disappointment, because there is relational rupture and conflict. Christmas literally came. Jesus was born because there was darkness that needed the light of a Savior to bring a new day and a new way. But how do we wait in the darkness? How do we wait in the darkness for the arrival of the light? Well, as we said, we when we anticipate the arrival of something, first we need the absence of that thing. Uh, we also need hope. And we need something else. We need faith. We need faith that the darkness, the darkness that scares us, that we don't want, that we don't understand, is not permanent. We need faith that we can find our way, or we rather we will be directed even if we can't see the path. We need faith to, as Richard Rohr says, to hold the suffering until it becomes resurrection to hold the suffering, to sit in the heart, to remember that healing and restoration and redemption will rise out of our ashes. We need faith to keep waiting as we move forward in the darkness to reach the light of a new day. In Jerry Sitzer's book, A Grace Disguised, He describes his path of grief and healing after losing his mother, his wife, and daughter in a horrific car accident. He talks early on about the heaviness of the grief descending on him and feeling swallowed by darkness. And he describes a dream he had in which the sun was setting, and he was frantically chasing the setting sun, frantically running west so that he could feel its light and warmth. But the sun slipped away, and soon it was dark all around him. And he says in the dream, he stopped running, and he was exhausted. And he looked over his shoulder to the darkness in the east, and he was terrified. And he said in the dream, he wanted to just keep chasing the sun, even though he knew he couldn't catch it. And days later, he shared the dream with his sister, and she pointed out that, quote, the quickest way for anyone to reach the sun and the light of day 
is not to run west chasing after the setting sun, but to head east plunging into the darkness until one comes to the sunrise. Friends, do you ever chase sunsets? Do you ever chase sunsets thinking that you can grab the light that way? Do you ever chase sunsets by avoiding and numbing and stuffing the things you don't want to deal with or don't know how to deal with? Do you ever run after things that you think will make your grief go away, will make your sadness go away, your stress, your frustration, your disappointment go away? Are we chasing sunsets when really what we need to do is in faith, in faith and courage, turn east. You see, faith isn't believing the light you see. Faith is believing what you cannot yet see. Faith is not a painkiller that makes everything better. Faith is the muscle builder that builds our tolerance for the unknown and inexplicable so that we can move forward in the darkness. Advent, waiting with the hope for Christmas, for the fulfillment of God's promise to be with us and deliver us, does not require us to be sparkly and jolly. Instead, Advent invites us to turn into that darkness, to sit with the hard in our lives, to sit with the grief, to name the disappointment, to do the things we are afraid to do because we have the faith and the hope that we will get to the other side and stand in the light and the love and the matchless grace of Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Christmas, the fulfillment of God's promise, is the reminder that valleys and darkness are temporary in our lives. The valley is not our resting place. It is not our residing place. Where you are right now is not where you will be forever. God will not leave you here. That is the promise and fulfillment of Christmas. Christmas is the reminder. It is the proof that God is is faithful, and He will deliver you, and He will restore you, He will reconcile, and He does so through the birth and the love and the sacrifice of Jesus. Christmas is not for the merry and jolly. Christmas is for those of us hopefully waiting for the light of the good news. So, If you aren't all sparkly and shiny, that's okay. You're not supposed to be. You don't have to be. Because Christmas was meant for you. And so we do as Paul encouraged us in 2 Corinthians. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, not on the sunset, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 
and we expectantly wait and hope for the fulfillment of Christmas in each of our lives. Merry Christmas, friends. May you feel incredibly loved in this season. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating or a review. And hey, if you want to learn more about our Cultivate Counseling Center or check out any of our resources, go to our website, cultivateatlanta.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Cultivate Atlanta. A special thanks to Francis Toomey for our music. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope today served as a reminder to live rooted and established in the truth that you are known, you are worthy, you are enough, and most of all, you are loved. And out of that love, may you cultivate joy, courage, and freedom in your life. Talk to you soon. Take care.